Sports on the road? What, what in the wide world of sports is this guy talking about? Yes, we're going to talk about sports on the road today on Travel Evolved because it's just another wrinkle. And believe it or not, we're going to pull some travel healthcare tidbits and goodies into an episode called Sports on the Road on this week's edition of Travel Evolved. This is Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome to the episode, everybody. <laughs> Sports on the road. I, I know. I get, <laughs> I get where you guys are going with this thing. It's, a, it's an unusual topic. It is one that you're like, wait a minute, what in the heck does this have to do with being a healthcare traveling professional? Well, this is one of those episodes where we put it down at the very beginning. And I think a couple of us kind of went, I don't know. As we were writing this episode, as we were talking about this episode, it became very clear that this was an important one to talk about. I mean, again, whether you're a sports fan or not, this kind of goes in the same category as enjoying yourself way on the road. And for you diehard sports fans, this is a, a reminder. Don't forget about what you, know, what you love and what you love to do. I know I would. Um, so we'll talk about me in a minute. But first and foremost, we're also going to talk at the end of the episode because this is not a lot of, a lot of material here today. Short, sweet episode, as you can probably tell by the length of it, if you looked at it. But I will tell you, we're going to talk about some more things that are happening currently in our in our industry because it's some really weird stuff going on out there. So people are saying some very kind of scary and very defeatist type conversations are happening uh, amongst travelers, amongst um, influencers, if you want to call it what we do and that sort of thing. I hate that word influencer. No one's influencing anybody. Hopefully we're educating, that sort of thing. But we're going to talk about that when we get done talking about a little bit of sports on the road to, as we move on. So let's get into this because um, this is an interesting one. <laughs> one again, I did an episode very similar to this on, on a different podcast I did a few years back. And it was fun. We had a good time with it. But it was also one of our shortest episodes. But here's what I want to talk about. This is a, just another example of how to avoid burnout, how to avoid you know having that assignment become... Uh, Again, whether you're a sports fan or not, we're going to talk about some things you can do to take advantage of what this wonderful career has given you. And I think there's some advantages to being a traveler, and this is one of those things. So let's start off with this. We did an entire episode we dedicated to you know, making the most of, of, of being on an assignment. We talked about traveler burnout. And again, for those of you that have never heard of this or this is your first episode, Please, I implore you, go back and start listening, you know, episode one and keep going. You're going to learn a lot up to this point. And I'll say that repeatedly for those of you that are, you know, watching us in, in, in sequence. We're going to keep talking about that because there's a lot of folks that just jump on. We can see from the stats and then they listen to two or three and they're probably like, I don't know what the heck this guy's talking about. But anyway, we did episodes that were dedicated to, you know, again, avoiding burnout, how to make the most of things on the road. And this kind of goes along with that. 
It is an amazingly great way to meet people, to get out of your comfort zone, to get to a point where you guys are, again, making a making more of an assignment than just going to your Airbnb, working your assignment, and going back home and being by yourself. So let's start off with, with what that means. And again, avoiding burnout, you don't have to be a baseball fanatic. Listen, I, I'll just tell you right now, I do not enjoy baseball. I don't understand the game within the game. It's never done anything for me. I never really played it except for in our sandlot in our neighborhood. And yes, we actually had a sandlot like that in our neighborhood. And we played and, you know, we all were kind of goofing around, but I never enjoyed the sport. I don't know what it was. Probably a little too slow moving for me. And you know me, I like to do things quick and fast. It didn't have enough for me, but it's because of my ignorance, because I don't understand the game within the game. People that are diehard baseball fans, they have a whole different level of appreciation, understanding, and it drives them. I understand that. And I have a lot of, uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Not envy, but a lot of appreciation, I guess, for people that can enjoy a sport that much like that. So it's it gets them into their thing. Now, I think the other thing I talked about was I said, I'm not really a sports fan. As you guys probably know from listening, I'm a sport fan. I, I love the NHL. I love hockey. I love college hockey. And it does motivate me. It, it is something I am passionate about. It's something I spend a lot of time. And if I was on the road as a traveler, and I'll tell you, when I'm, when I'm here in California, and when I'm doing things like that, I do spend as much time as I can keeping up with the NHL. Right now, during the summer, we got trades going on. We had one of my team today I'm pretty excited about, and I'm keeping my eye on it because it's, it, it keeps me going. It's my release. It's my hobby. This could become yours. You don't have to be a baseball fan to go and enjoy a baseball game. I'm literally between Dodger Stadium and, and Angel Stadium. That's what it's called, Angel Stadium. I could be right there going to a game every night if I wanted to, and I probably will. My son's been to a few. I'll probably go to some Anaheim Angel games because it's close to where I'm at. A lot better than going. I've been to a Dodger game. been to a Dodger game a couple years ago with a buddy of mine. And that's a good example of how he actually said, come on, let's go up there. Let's go watch a Dodger game. I'm like, really? Me, a non-baseball guy? And he dragged me to Dodger Stadium, and now I can say I've been to Dodger Stadium in the middle of the day. Beautiful park. Lots of fun. I didn't expect it to be in the middle of nowhere like it kind of was. It was just really a cool day, and I'm very appreciative that I did that. I can now go back and say, I've been there. I've been there every time I see it on TV, if I ever see baseball on TV. It's a really good way to kind of keep you going. So let's start off with that. It, it can help you. Again, we're just talking about going to a game. I'll talk more about you know actually doing that sort of thing as we move into the episode, but let's talk more about you doing some sports. Let's start off with that way. Again, a lot of you are just like, oh, I'm done with this episode. You don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be someone, I don't care if you're 70 or you're, you're 25 and you have no interest. There are things you can do activity-wise. It doesn't have to be sports like baseball that can give you guys some enjoyment. I'll tell you this. I'll admit this. I love sand volleyball. I was lucky enough to go to Florida State and my fraternity, believe it or not, actually put in a legal Pepsi tour uh, whatever the word is, official sand volleyball court in our backyard. And once that happened, none of us ever went to class again. <laughs> we were all out playing two-on-two -two volleyball. And we got pretty good at it, even though, you know, none of us were six foot six and that sort of thing. We got really good. We had a blast doing it. I love sand volleyball, so much so that I just joined a, a league for people <clears throat> my age and older because it's amazing exercise. It keeps you fun. It keeps you in shape. It's, you're out in the sunshine as long as you got good sun protection on there. You lose weight. You're not just sitting around, you know, running or pedaling a bike or getting on an elliptical machine. I did it for me because I want to get out and meet some more people, and I wanted to do something that I have never done before, and that was actually join a <clears throat> an over 
I'll say what it is, league, because I, I think I'll have a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. And it was inexpensive, and it's right there. So anyway, I did exactly what I'm telling you guys to do, because I'm on the road right now, and I don't want to sit and you know, go to this office up here in L.A. and drive home. The reason I'm here late right now is because this commute stinks, so I stay late so we can get some of these episodes knocked out. As you notice, I did a couple of them, or one of them, uh, back at my place, because I, I was at home working. So it gets me out, gets me involved, and gets me active, and that's what I wanted to tell you guys. So join some kind of league. And again, for those of you that don't have any interest in playing sand volleyball or other place, it doesn't matter. You can, again, we've talked about leagues where it's kickball. Right now, out here in California, pickleball, as you guys probably know, is all the rage. I don't really understand it, I don't really get it. It's almost like badminton and racquetball and that sort of thing. But you can be 20 and you can be 80 and play pickleball. And by the way, a lot of people are playing pickleball. I think I mispronounced that a second ago out here in droves and you, they're, they're driving their cars to these parks all over Orange County and they're playing pickleball and having a blast meeting people, they're teaming up. This is what I'm talking about. You could play a pickleball league for 13 weeks and get some exercise, have some fun, get out of your Airbnb, your condo, whatever it is you're renting and go out and start to see some of this town that you have decided to take this assignment. It's gonna help you a lot. I mentioned things like kickball and some other different kinds of leagues that people do. It doesn't have to be anything. You could they're, they're, listen out here. I know it's a little weird because there is a lot of outdoor activities, but there are bicycling clubs. There are clubs for you know exercise, yoga, all the different things that aren't necessarily what you would consider being sports. There is something for everybody out there to join. It'll get you to meet some people, and heck, you might just have a good time and take away some of that stress that all of you guys need taken away so so desperately. Now, obviously, if you are somebody serious, and I've talked a lot before, and you guys know I love hockey, I can barely skate anymore. But I've told my son at some point, I said, I will put on the gear. I will put on some goalie gear, which I have never done before because um, my son was a goaltender, and I, I tried to talk him out of it. Actually, I was kind of excited he wanted to do it because it's such a unique position. It's very high pressure, and I think it served him well that he had that responsibility when he was that young all the way until, you know, through high school. But I did promise him at some point, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I sat there and coached you in the car, which you're never supposed to do from the stands, all that stuff where I, here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I think you should do. Goalies don't get a lot of coaching from their coaches. They don't know any more than anybody else. They're all forwards and they have no idea how to coach that position. So I tried. I promised him at some point I will join a league that he could join too. And you can play defense and I will get in net and get peppered. And then you can yell at me and tell me all the things I'm doing wrong and how unflexible I am and what I need to do with my glove hand and my blocker and all that kind of stuff. It's something I promised him and I'm going to do it at some point, no matter how old I get. If it's something serious like that, where you really want to join a league, you can do that. There's softball leagues, there's baseball leagues, there's pickleball leagues, depending on your level of seriousness. But I'm urging you guys right now for no other, you know, no other time I'm going to tell you this. We're going to talk about sports once and it's going to be done. So I said it's going to be a quick episode. But do something. Don't just sit back. Listen, I'll tell you some things I'm doing. I'm looking at joining, not a band, but I'm looking at grabbing another partner or two and playing some live music. I haven't done that in a long time. I miss it. it it's very limited at my age what I can do. So I'm looking at, so we're, I'm going to see if I can find somebody that, that has a need for another me in that. And if I can, great. If I can, I'm not, I'm, I won't sweat it. But I'm looking for it. I'm looking. I just joined this volleyball league. I'm not just going to sit back. I've got to find some things in a new place where I am right now 
that gives me something outside of next-gen med staff to focus on. It's important, and it's as important for me, it's every bit as important for you guys too. So I'm urging, urging, urging you guys to do this. I'm not just talking. I'm doing the same thing, and I'm doing it for my mental, my physical, so I don't get burnt out, so it's not just all <laughs> NGMS, NGMS, NGMS. It's, it's got to be more than that. So de-stress, great way to meet some new people. It's healthy, and let's be honest, some of this stuff is a lot of fun. You may absolutely be completely surprised how much fun you might have playing something like pickleball. If you've never done it, how would you know? Give it a shot. You might have an absolute riot blast, and that's the kind of thing that you could literally take to you with you almost on every single assignment, right? You may have to end the season or end your, you know, get rid of your partner earlier or sooner than later, but you can take that stuff with you all the different, you know, all the different places that we want to go to. Okay, I told you it's going to be fast. Let's switch into spectator stuff. Here's what I'll say. I've, I have, you know, just because you're not a sports fan doesn't mean you may or may not have a good time going to a place that's a sports bar. I mean, if you've ever been anywhere, I mean, for people that love the NFL, going to a bar that has NFL games on on a Sunday, people are having a blast in there. If you're going to a place, you know, like right now in the middle of summer, they're kind of limited, but there's baseball games going on almost in every sports bar that I've gone into, and and it's it's fun. There's a good thing to be have there. If you are a diehard baseball, football, hockey, basketball fan, I promise you, no matter where hometown is for you, <clears throat> you'll be able to find a club or somebody who enjoys that same team. If you're in any kind of city of size, obviously you're in your small town, you wouldn't be able to find that. But like, for example, where I am out here in, you know, in, in Orange County, if I was a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, which I'm not, doesn't mean I love them, but it's not my team, I guarantee you if I were to you know, look up on the internet to try to find a Pittsburgh Penguins group that loves to follow and go to a certain sports bar someplace to watch their Penguins hit the ice, I guarantee I could find it here. And again, you might be more limited to a smaller town, but here... I guarantee it's available. Search that stuff out. If you are a diehard fan of something, I don't care what sport it is, there's probably any city of size, someplace where you can go with people that are like-minded with you. And again, now you've met some more people, you can introduce some stuff. It, the possibilities are kind of endless on this sort of thing. Let's talk about really seeing a sport live. I mentioned going to Dodger Field or going to, is it Angel Field? I see, I know so little about, about baseball. There are people who love to see their sport in every arena or field that it's played in across the country. There are people that spend a lot of money to go, I'm going to hit every park. And, you know, some, some of these include Canada, right? If you're talking about baseball, you're talking about the NHL. It's, it includes those, another country and sometimes. So people do that. It's fun. I, I was in Nashville one time many, many years ago. I happened to, the guy who was, who was taking care of me, I was eating dinner at, at the you know, local bar because we sat at the bar because it was just, you know, I hate to take up a table for just me. And the bartender's like, hey, I got an extra ticket. And literally, it was he walked across the causeway. Was it connected to the hotel I was staying at? And I went and saw one of the first Nashville Predator games in their inaugural season, which was something I'll always remember doing. And I went by myself. I've never gone to a sporting event by myself since or, or before that. And I had a good time. It was interesting. I enjoyed watching people kind of figure this sport out because nobody in that arena knew what they were really looking at yet. It was kind of cool. So they didn't know... <laughs> A lot of the hockey rules, so I was enjoying watching them kind of figure out what an offsides was and why the ref was stopping the whistle and all that kind of stuff. Because it literally was like the first ten or twelve games they played there. It was kind of fun, but going to those sorts of places are a good time. Like I mentioned, I went to Dodger Stadium the other day, or not the other day. I'm sorry, that was about four years ago. 
had no intention. And I will tell you, my buddy kind of dragged me kicking and screaming because I just didn't want to go. I'm like, oh, man, it's a long drive up there. It's, it's not very far, but it takes forever on a Saturday or Sunday, really on a weekend, we're going to go hit that uh, traffic. We did. We got up there, and I was very appreciative that I went there. Even to this day, I still remember it. I've got pictures. I'm like, yep, yeah, I see it. I know it. And it's kind of cool that I've been there. So it's, it's kind of fun to see something. And again, if you're going all over the country, check out an NBA game. Check out an NHL game if you've never been to one. Go to see if you can get tickets for a, a football game. If it doesn't cost too much, keep an eye on your operating expenses, right? Like I always talk about. i got to make sure you're careful with that. Road trips, right? You can take a road trip an hour, two hours away with somebody. I mean, this is what's great about this. And it's all for a season. You've got a sporting event in our country somewhere is going on close by in the next day or two, somewhere close to you. Even if you have to drive a few hours, it's there and it's available for you. You just got to be willing to go out and, 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 you know, take it and jump on it. Gosh, I feel like I'm just flying through this episode, but like I told my team, there's not a lot there. I'll do my best to milk this into an episode. But we are going to talk about something important in a second. Not that this isn't important, but this is just one of those episodes, guys and gals, where it's like, just remember that there's more than just going out to dinner. There's more than just, you know, I don't know, going to a park and look at some of the things we've talked about. This is a, a, a specific one that I thought, let's at least talk about some possibilities. And again, I, you may think that I'm a sports freak <clears throat> because, I mean, just, some people just do that. I, I just, I am not, I'm a sport freak. But I have gone to multiple NFL games. I've gone to multiple NBA games. I've gone to multiple baseball games. Okay, not that many baseball games. But it's, this is something where I'm just, I'm telling you guys, you got to get out there and do some things. And especially right now when things are a little stressful, which I'll talk about here in a second, the market's a little uneasy. This is kind of a, a getaway. I mean, if, I don't care if you're dealing with somebody at work where they're just it's a tough manager or somebody who's not... You know, you just you have a tough assignment maybe, or it's a boring assignment, you're in the middle of nowhere, get in your car and drive a few hours and go see a sporting event. Go see something. And there's definitely things you can do that aren't, you know, necessarily you having to do them. I talked about road trip. Listen, in the fall, we've got college football, which opens up a whole nother realm and, and many more possibilities than, for example, pro football. You've got college hockey, you've got college basketball, there is college baseball going on. I think that's Spring and fall. I don't remember when college baseball is. See, that's how little I know about sport. But guaranteed, there's a time when college baseball is going on. Go check it out. If you're close, to, if you're not close to a city that has a professional sports team, there's probably a college thing that you can go to. And, and they, trust me, they need your support. They need your your attendance, and it's inexpensive and a whole lot of fun. That's for sure. I know I have a couple of travelers. One I remember from not this company, but the previous company, where she was just a huge certain. Well, I'll say she was an Iowa Hawkeye fan. And, man, she put her stuff, set her stuff up everywhere she went. She had all her decorations, whatever place she was, you know, her Airbnb. And she made sure that those Hawkeye and everything about Hawkeye was all around her. And I, that's to me, that's really, really cool. I love that kind of passion when it comes to a college sport uh, for sure. So, anyway, um, it's just there's just a lot of opportunity there. And I, I blew through that. The, the, the people that are going to be doing the editing in this video are going to be like, oh, my gosh, Mark, that's it. That's what you did. But. I don't want to repeat or waste my time. This is one of those episodes where really I just want to point out that there are things you can do that you may not have thought about that are going to help with your burnout. They're going to help with your, your aptitude and they're going to help with getting through a tough assignment. They're going to get, you know, make you some more friends. You're going to be able to do some more things, avoid that burnout. And when you talk about sports on the road, it's just an area. And if you're a diehard sports fan, this is a reminder, get off your rear end and get out there and, and don't forget what you love. 
You know, if I was a traveling healthcare professional, I guarantee it would be, it would bump up the assignments that I wanted to go to if there was an NHL city within reason. I mean, I would just tell you, if I'm, if I'm, you know, have to choose between a job in, in downtown Seattle or I had to go someplace on the eastern part of Washington, I'd probably, go, you know, I would give more weight to the downtown Seattle position because I'd go see a hockey game there and I wouldn't be able to see one if I'm on the eastern part of that state. So that would weigh it a little bit for me. doesn't mean I would take it because I'm all about the high-paying assignments and that sort of thing. So just consider it and think about it, and this is one of those reminder episodes. So now let's talk about some stuff that's going on currently. I promised you guys I would do this. Here's what's alarming to me. I've seen some people on social media, different places, talk about, is this the end of travel nursing? Is this the end of travel healthcare? And for many of them, they're saying it could very well be. This could be the end. Um, we're talking about hospital contracts where they're trying to you know, hire you or they're doing successful and decent job of bringing you guys inside of their, their employment by offering you an internal contract. It's a big thing right now. And I think it's, what do I think? I think it's always, a great idea for the industry, for you guys especially, for hospitals to try to be creative. Some things work, some things don't. And I think right now, what I'm hearing is that this is somewhat successful. I think it has to do with the hospital, it has to do with the contract itself. There are some that are saying it's horrible, that the, the pay is, 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 is less than per diem, and I'm, and I'm working, you know, I'm guaranteeing these hours, and I'd rather, it really depends upon the facility and how well their act is together. Other people are saying it's, it's, it's going to be short-lived. I've heard this multiple times where people say that sort of contract, they're starting to already lower the rates, and the idea is they're going to lower them so much that their only alternative is going to be, hey, just come on board permanently with us. That could happen. I'm not saying it won't. I'm saying that there's, there's always going to be a different story for every single facility you're working for, but I like the fact that the industry itself is trying to be as creative as they can on ways to pay you and also ways to not necessarily gouge the hospital. I've told you guys many times that whether you guys want to hear this or not, the hospitals are reeling from the exorbitant amount of money that they were paying out during the pandemic. Yes, many of them got some subsidies from the government, from their state, from federal. And a lot of you believe, and I do to a, to a point, that they had the money to, to pay out. And they've always cut costs on labor while hospitals are a money-making machine. And I've said to you guys, and I still will stand by this, that I think that pandemic and the results of the pandemic, which I'll talk about here in a second, have given you guys the ability to earn higher money going forward. I did some math last week. I looked at 2019, the first half, right about July of 2019. I looked at average bill rates because I'm a freak. I keep all that information. I looked at, I was looking at ER for nursing. I thought that was a pretty standard Decently high, but it didn't fluctuate a lot. It wasn't as seasonal for some reason, I feel, as others. It's not like uh, some other positions that are OR or PACI related. I went with ER. I looked at what ER was averaging me across the country. And yes, I kept those, those averages. I wanted to know because it's, it's a big average, right? I looked at what things are right now in July of 2023, and we are up 24%. At least what I could say, what I'm up. We're up 24% of what I was currently having four years ago to the day, roughly, to the month. 24%, that's significant. I do know we had a dip here back in April and, and May and even in June, but it's, it's back up. And if you guys really, if those of you that weren't doing it back four years ago, it's 24% higher four years later. 
And people right now are complaining that the, the bill rates and the pay rates, I should say, you guys don't always know and barely ever know what the bill rates are unless you work for us. <laughs> You're complaining about the pay rates, which I understand. But if you put it in perspective, I don't know a lot of other careers that have had a 24, almost a, you know, a 25% increase in payout, gross pay, over the la in, in the last four years. I'm sure there's some because the pandemic affected more than just healthcare travel, but this is not bad news. It just means that the rates have remained higher, which we predicted here on Travel Evolved. We didn't think they'd be that high, and I still don't think they're going to. I think they're still going to come down. Now, you incorporate a little bit of the cost of living index, which let's just say it's, let's just say it's, I don't know, if, if, it's, if it's 6% a year, that's interesting because it certainly, the cost of living certainly has gone up in the last couple of years. So throw that equation in there. Maybe it's not quite as strong as I seem to say it is. Maybe it's right about what we thought it would be if you kind of consider the economy and the cost of living and inflation right now. It's still hanging in there and doing better as predicted than it was four years ago. This is good news. Do I think healthcare travel is going away? Nope, not even close. And I'll throw this out there again. This is July of 2023. There are... There are some places, I looked at some statistics saying Arizona came up, where Arizona has been putting in for nursing only, let's talk about that for a second. They had an increase in school, uh, sorry, in enrollment in nursing school over the last four years. And they were excited about that. Now, that has dropped and plummeted a little bit, and I'll say why. But they still said back when it was good that they were still unable to keep up with the, we'll just, I'll throw it out there like it's supposed to be, the baby boomers and the people that are needing health care, mostly hospital stays was with the disparagement of what was needed was higher than what was still in that that one particular state which is in the top i think it was the top 10 of enrollment now that's plummeted and they said the reason for that and again i just do a lot of weird reading is because of the fact that healthcare travelers are burnt out they're tired of it like i've said to every time when i had a company that had recruiters the first day of recruiting i would tell people this is an underappreciated job the people you're going to be talking to on the phone and soliciting and pushing and selling, but I would tell them, <laughs> they are tired of what they do. And it is sometimes not a very long career because they realize quickly that they can make as good, if not better money doing something else which with a heck of a lot less stress in their lives. It is very unique for those of you that stick with healthcare because you just have a calling that many people don't have. And I worried and I even had guests on here who were getting out of healthcare for a variety of reasons. If you go back and listen to the first couple of seasons of Travel Evolved, and I said, I bet you that person won't be back in healthcare. And the ones that, that I said it about aren't. They still are out of healthcare because they realize, I don't need this. So here's what I'll tell you. Some of the things I read said that nursing and allied healthcare is going to be at an all-time, so what's what I'm looking for? It's going to be critical. We aren't going to have enough healthcare providers in about two or three years, more than we've ever had. Now, we've heard this statistic in my in, for 23 years, right? Since I've been in this industry for 23 years, I've heard this. It hasn't changed. There's been lulls, and I've told you guys, mostly it's economically tied. So the thing that scares me the most about our industry is if we move into a actual recession, if we're not already in one, that could affect travel healthcare. It did in 2008. And it lasted until almost 2012, 2000, and yeah, somewhere around then. It was a lot longer than most people thought, and it hurt. That could happen. If that happened with what we're going to have going on right now, that could be a real problem for us. But I don't believe 
that even with a recession in place, that there's going to be a situation where healthcare travelers are not going to be utilized in travel. In other words, I should say healthcare, staffing healthcare is not going to be utilized by utilizing travel. It's going to be there. And I'll go on record right now to say it may be a tough couple of months. It may be a tough longer period of time than I'm predicting here. But I think as soon as we move into the fall, and I've said, you know, 4th of July was supposed to be some catalyst. It seemed like it was going up, but I kept questioning what was going to be the, the significance of the 4th of July that was also going to make jobs come and go. And we're recording this after the 4th of July. And last time I checked, the jobs haven't really increased. They're, they're hanging in there for a summer, but they're not like going through the roof like was predicted by some people. It's just still the same thing, which means we're in that summer mode. People kind of found their jobs. There's some things here and there. I am seeing more uniqueness in some of the bigger vendors that are needing help fulfilling their positions. Mostly it has to do with their margins. But it is a good steady summer, certainly way lower position-wise across the board. And many of you, like we said a few episodes ago, may have to be forced to go take an assignment with a company that doesn't pay that much because they have the job. That's up to you guys to think about. And if you're travel-evolved, educated, you'll know which assignments make sense and which assignments don't. But I don't believe that we are anywhere near a situation where travel is not going to be uh, an option. It's going to be an, an, a necessary option for hospitals and facilities and for you guys, it's still going to be the best option for you. It's just going to be a matter of finding out which company is going to take care of you the best financially and every other way. And that's that's really what your job has always been. And that's going to continue to be the case. And like I've said many, many times, and I'll predict this again, I think the next two to three years are going to be a very, very unique and interesting time with a lot of change in healthcare travel. And the change is going to come from the agency side. We're going to have to change. And, and you guys already know what we're doing. More and more companies are going to have to come up with those creative ways to pay you guys more money to earn and garner your business or to garner and, and to keep earning your business is a better way of putting it because you guys have choices. And those companies that are just going to just rest on the fact that, you know, we're great even though we're paying you a lot less a week than anybody else is, you got to stick with us. You guys, are, you guys are already learning that that's not going to work. And more and more of my counterparts out there are going, oh, my gosh, we got to figure this thing out. And right now, the big, big companies are struggling, and that's not good for them because they've got shareholders and, and a huge number of fixed expenses that they can't uh, figure out and get rid of. So I think it's going to be a great time. I think it's going to be a really good time for you. Just get through this period of time. Listen to some episodes we did recently about you know surviving in a difficult market. The most recent episodes we've done, get through this period of time. Get your best assignment you can or take time off if that makes financial sense to you. I'm telling you here in a couple months, you're going to have some great options with some, I think, stronger pay and less competition. And on that note, that was sports on the road, guys. And I'll catch you next week on Travel Evolved.